I'll let me do. I'll let me do our reading. Uh, I need a Bible for that. Oh, amazing! Look at that. The congregation kitting out the vicar. If you've got, um, if you've got a Bible, green Bible with you, did we? I think in the giving out the prayers, we didn't give out. Oh yeah, no, people have got Bibles. Great. We're on page 1076. Page 1076. And this is actually the, uh, we're just having a little break because of Advent. We're having a break from our uh, sermon series this term on the Ten Commandments. Although, interestingly, they're mentioned in this passage. And this passage is set by the Church of England as the reading for Advent Sunday. Paul writes this, let no one, uh, no debt remain outstanding. Oh, sorry, uh, chapter 13 and verse 8, thank you. Yes, you've got the page, you've got the chapter 13, and I'm going to read from verse 8 on page 1076. These are kind of, uh, this is advice that Paul gives towards the end of his letter to the church in Rome. Uh, and it includes advice for how we might live in this season. Let no debt remain outstanding. Accept the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to its neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. So let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy, Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. The hour has already come. Wake up, Paul says. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. Put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armor of light. So we're going to think about, in the next few minutes, think about the light that we might put on and the light that this Advent candle or this Advent wreath with the Advent candles, what it symbolizes. And for that, I think we need, Hannah, why don't you come and join me here because uh, this is team effort. We're going to need some volunteers because we're actually going to make a human Advent wreath with candles made out of real people. So I need a, vol we need, Hannah, here we go. We need our first volunteer. Could we have a first volunteer? Yes, pop it. Your hand went up quickly. Come on in. Up you come. Wonderful. Where should we do our first candle? Should we do, actually, let's do the first one here, over here. Here we go, pop. Now, what Hannah's going to do is gonna, we're going to make a candle out of, what, what's your name? What's your name, lady? Pop it, what's your name? <laughs> Not there. Clara. Clara is going to be our first candle. And as Hannah 
makes our first candle here. Be look at that candle, beautiful. We look, I love with the wicks just sticking out here. And then this lovely candle here. The first candle, actually, does anyone know what traditionally the first candle represents? Joy, did you say? Do you know, there's another, you're, I feel absolutely right, there's another tradition. There are a lot of people who think that the different candles represent kind of um, characteristics, and joy is one of them. So thank you for that, but that's not actually my talk. Light out of the darkness. Yeah, the, I think the whole symbol of the Advent wreath is like light out of darkness. Yeah, we don't like darkness, so we like the shine of the light. Shall I tell you? It is the, they're known as, it's a, it's a funny old word, the patriarchs or the fathers of the faith. The people that God first spoke to. And the very first person that God spoke to with this new covenant promise was Abraham. And he promised Abraham that he would be the father of many, 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 many people. He'd have his own children, Isaac, and then through Isaac and through his grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, a whole nation. They came to be known as Israel. And Israel, all those people who came from, descended from Abraham, were the people who would live amongst the other peoples to show them what God is like. Like a light in the darkness. You shine a light and the darkness flees. So Israel, all Abraham's descendants, live glorifying God, making God look good. And everyone else can see what a life with God at the center looks like. Now the thing is that Abraham was a very old man when God gave him this promise. And Abraham thought that can't possibly happen. I'm way too old to have children. And his wife, Sarah, was way too old to have children. But God was faithful to his promise. So we remember with his first candle that God is faithful to his promise. And what he says will come to pass, even if we think it's impossible. I wonder if any of us can think of something right now in our lives that seems impossible. Something at home, something at work, something at school. Well, God promises that he is faithful to us and he can do things that we can't in his strength. I wonder if we're able to trust him as we look at that first candle. I need a second candle. We need a volunteer for a second candle. Come on in, Dom. Okay, we'll, put, we'll wrap Dom up. Now, then at least we know where he is. Yeah, Dom, come on in. Here we come with this one there. Anyone know what the second candle represents? Clara, do you know? It's, again, we're lighting the dark. You're right. It is going to light the dark. There's a tall candle here. Look at that, a great big wick standing out. The second candle is all the prophets. That was the patriarch there, Clara. And then the prophets. They were the ones who reminded Israel to come out of the darkness, stop worshipping other idols, and come back to the one true God. And they reminded the people that God is still going to be faithful to his promise. And a saviour, a rescuer is going to come. Jesus, born in Bethlehem, born of David's line. So in, absolutely in keeping with, with uh, God's promises of old. So he's faithful to his promise originally. And the prophets reminded them he's going to continue to be faithful to his prophet, promise. So again, sometimes God prompts us to remember things that he said in the past. Maybe weeks, months, years ago. 
and his spirit at work in us, this second candle reminding us that God is the one reminding us of his faithfulness, his promise. I need a volunteer for a third candle. Clara, come on in. Let's have our third candle here. There we are. Anyone know what the third candle, who the third candle represents? Can you remember? Yes. Uh, oh, right answer, wrong time. John, you know them all. John the Baptist, brilliant. Well done. Clemmy, it is, um, uh, not that um, Clemmy, um, Kitty, thank you. I'm getting all the mums and not the kids. Kitty, thank you so much. John the Baptist. Now, here's the thing about John the Baptist. Yeah, when you took that candle's walking out, out of its patch. Um, John the Baptist was a bit of a, he was a bit of an oddbod. He was a bit of a loner. He didn't really have many friends. He lived out in the desert. He wore funny clothes. He ate funny food. And yet John the Baptist was the one who said, get ready for Jesus. And John the Baptist was the one who said to the disciples, look, there's the Lamb of God, referring to Jesus. He showed people what Jesus was, who he really was, who Jesus really was. The saviour coming into the world. People hadn't seen him, they just thought he was the carpenter's son or a, you know, a kind of rabbi. And John the Baptist, even though he was a bit of a loner, even though he didn't have many friends, was the one who pointed to Jesus. This candle reminds us, don't dismiss people. Just because they may seem a little bit odd or not like us, maybe they can show us something about God and his love. I need a volunteer for the fourth candle. Yes, puppet. Come on in, we need you just in here, I think. Kitty, the fourth candle is Virgin Mary. Well done. Yeah. And when Mary was told by the angel that she was going to have Jesus growing in her tummy, she was a very, very young woman. She wasn't much older than some of the girls here. And that was quite a scary thing to think you're going to be the mummy of Jesus. And Mary was obedient courageously obedient to what God asked her to do it would have been easy to run away it would have been easy to say I don't want to do this but Mary courageously said I'm going to do what God's called me to do because I'm going to play my part in God's great story and there's a wonderful song that she sang and Luke recorded it in his gospel account it's known as Mary's song on the Magnificat where she talks about and sings about how good God is because he's going to, through this rescuer, Jesus, he's going to right all the wrongs in the world. You can read it for yourself in Luke chapter 1. So we've got first candle representing Abraham and the patriarch. Second candle representing prophets. Third candle representing John the Baptist. Fourth candle representing Mary. Fantastic. And the candle in the middle is Jesus who by his spirit is here all the time. We light him on Christmas Day. But, hey, wait, wait, wait. These amazing candles here, and you can see they're sort of wicks here, all sticking up. Your wick here. <laughs> this is a very smiley candle. Just turn around so you can see how smiley that. Look at that smiley candle there. And this wonderful candle here. So four candles, but they're all, and I'm tempted to do the two Ronnie's gag, but we won't do that. Four candles, but they're all, they're all unlit. So um, I need someone, another volunteer. Another volunteer. Yes, right at the back. Come along. Up you come, my pop. Can you help Hannah? We need to light the candles. So we're going to put, there we go. 
That one on that head there, that's it. On that candle, that one there. Poppy, can you turn around? Clara, that's it. Brilliant. Just a little bit more. So everyone can see there we are. So we can see the candles lighted here. Oh, no, okay, that's right. Does it just balance on? That's it. And we've got that one there. Oh, oh dear. Blackout. <laughs> there we go. Fantastic. Turn around, Pop. We want to see your candle. Everyone can see your light shining. Amazing. So now we've got all four candles lit. And what we'll do every Sunday, from now until Christmas, we'll light each one of these candles one by one. So if you're here and you can come along on a Sunday, I'll need a volunteer to light the real candle so that we've got all four like this. And all four of them representing, reminding us God is faithful to his promise. He reminds us of his promise. He uses people who are unlikely to point us to Jesus. And he encourages us to be courageous and bold and faithful to what God's calling us to do. And in Advent, we think about those four reminders as we light the Christmas candles, the Advent candles. Now, what God didn't set out in scripture when he wrote out the whole of the Bible was that there would be health and safety executives who would tour around every church and be very fearful of naked flames. So what we have to do every now and then when we've got flames like this that can cause a fire is we have to blow the candles out. Now I need some volunteers. Anyone, anyone like to volunteer to help me blow the candles out? Hands up. You guys aren't into health and safety then. I think I'm going to need the whole congregation, aren't I? I'm going to need the whole congregation. So um, I think we need to sat. No, no, actually, no, don't. You won't see the thing. No, just what, as you're sitting, as you're sitting, I want you to take a deep breath, really deep breath in. Okay. And on the count of three, we're going to blow these candles out. Oh, pop it on. There we are. Okay. Is, was that on? There we are. Well done, Rach. So on the count of three, we go one, two, three, and then a great big blow. And we need to blow the candles out. Let's see if we've got enough breath to do it. Big breath in, everybody, boys and girls around here. Big breath in. One, two, three. Blow. Oh. That's so okay, we need another blow. We need another blow. Big, big breath. One, two, three. Three, blow. <laughs> oh, he got stuck on the hair. I see. There we go. Brilliant. All the candles out. Big hands to the blowers and the candles. <laughs> Wonderful. Here's the best fun. You candles, you can just rip out of your candles now. Do you want to rip out? Yeah. Fantastic. And another big clap. Well done, Dom. Well done, Dom. What a superman. Just as we sit, let's pray before we have our final song. And just a moment for us to think about each of those four candles. And maybe which one of those in particular that God by his spirit is challenging us with. Is it to remember that God is faithful in his promises? Is it that we need reminding where we've wandered away from trusting God? We need a prophetic voice. 
Have we maybe missed what God is telling us and showing us through unlikely people? People we've been tempted to marginalize or dismiss. Is God calling us, like Mary, to be courageous, bold, and obedient to what he's calling us to do? Where's your challenge this Advent season? Which candle speaks to you? Father, we pray in these next four weeks that your spirit would help us to prepare to live in the light and to put away darkness and to live our lives trusting you so that the way in which we are shows others who you are and the way in which we speak and invite draws them in to know you this Advent and Christmas season as their Lord and Saviour. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.